How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365 presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. This is the NFL Move the Sticks Week 8 wrap-up show, whatever prediction thing that you want to call it. However you're listening to this thing, make sure you hit that subscribe button, uh, whether it be iTunes, Podbean, the iPod app, or the podcast app on your iPhone, whatever it is. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And leave us some feedback. I really appreciate you guys that are doing it. And uh, if you're not, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, if you want to get yourself a nice duck call, check out Unstable Calls on Instagram. Half decent calls. They make good Christmas presents. They uh, they blow pretty decent. And uh, they look great as well. If you want to get yourself some nice apparel, Fox Red Apparel on Instagram as well. Get yourself some nice adult, non-bedazzled jean-looking stuff. Fox Red Apparel. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's a football podcast, man. We got a uh, duck season for Missouri opens up this weekend for the northern half. Arkansas has been shooting specs. Iowa's been open for a month. Like, it's starting to feel like fall. It warmed back up. We're at the midway we- midway point of the football season. So, uh yeah, everything's moving right along as it should be. And, uh, you know, this crazy election, I guess we're going to be in a COVID watch take two. And it's going to be the new election. We're just going to be sitting here waiting around. Nobody knows what's going on. It's just the way 2020 has been. But, uh, yeah, let's get into football. That's much more entertaining stuff and a, uh, a lot more fun. So without any further ado, the football week eight, move the sticks. Cord. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Not much getting ready for the game. I know, it's Thursday. This is two weeks in a row we've slack-assed and uh, done this thing instead of Wednesday, made it go to Thursday, and uh, it makes uh, everything rushed. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't help when I fall asleep at like 8 o'clock at night. It happens. I think uh, my bedtime lately has been like 9.45, so I'm not far behind you. <laughs> yeah. It's Justin's fault. I blame it on her. Um, it's definitely Amanda's fault. <laughs> you know, I, and we're the ones who get up early, which is the uh, the weird part about it. And uh, <laughs> it's not our fault that we're going to bed early. Um, but it's definitely my wife's fault. It's definitely her fault. Well, let's get into uh, last Thursday. You had the Falcons and the Panthers. And, uh, dude, Falcons. Dude, they've been playing strong since the coaching change happened. Dan Quinn got fired. They're two and one. If freaking um, dude. Julio Jones, Julio Jones coming back into the picture. Julio Jones is coming back into the picture, and realistically, in the re- last three games, if um, uh, Todd Gurley doesn't fall into the end zone, they'd be three and zero oh in their last three. If they don't have that meltdown right. versus the Cowboys and the freaking Bears, they're a legitimate five and three team. So, you know, this weekend, see what they do, but. Well, I'm hoping they're, 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 I'm hoping they're, they're, getting, they're getting on. They're getting on to something here. They're figuring it out. I hope not. Denver's playing them this weekend. But uh, we both went Falcons, so we'll one and zero to start. And then uh, you got the Bills and the Patriots, and we both went Bills on that one. And dude, Cam Newton is—he is so bad. Horrible. He, dude, it. The ever since. He's never been the same since the Super Bowl when he got blown up 
by Von Miller, and he made him his dad. You know, Von Miller became his new daddy. And, uh, you know, then Denver got after him this year and kind of screwed him up. The Chiefs, he didn't play in the Chiefs game, that's right. Yeah, uh, he's, he's never really been the same Super Bowl or after the shoulder injury. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, he's just proof that you cannot continue. Cam Newton, that was all you ever heard about. Well, he can take the beating. He can hold up to the whole thing because he's, you know, six foot four, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds. He's big. He's strong, and he's had a, a, you know, a good career. Not a bad career. I mean, he's been playing for what ten years now in the NFL. That's a long time. But uh, that's he's been broken for the majority of his career. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. He's uh, he, what we would say used up. Yeah. You just you cannot fi- you cannot focus on running the ball, and that's a as a quarterback. Yeah, no. uh, you know Lamar Jackson. That's that's gonna be his thing if he doesn't figure out how to fig- you know do it like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes, where you can run and you can scramble and you can make plays with your feet, but you're not looking to do that first. You're not taking the hits, and that's the difference. Uh, if he, you know, same route as RG3, Lamar Jackson, if he sustains a really bad injury and they push him to play, he's going to be RG3. Yeah. I mean, even if he, even if it takes a little bit longer and he ends up like a Steve Young. Steve yep. Young was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. If you go back and look at his stuff, he was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. And he was out in 10 years. You know, he went and did some of that USFL stuff for a while, and he sat as uh, Montana's backup for a while. But, dude, he had to retire from so many concussions because he was running the ball all over the place. Trying to lead when he played. You could hit the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was grown man's football back then. And, uh, you know, he had really, really bad concussion problems. And you just you can't have career longevity doing it like that, and Cam Newton is another one. So we're both... 2-0 2-0 on the week so far. And then you got the titans Bengals. We both went Titans, and uh, Joe Burrow played real big again, man. Yeah, every time we seem to pick Joe Burrow, he loses. We pick against him, he kicks ass. Dude, he, the kid, he's a legitimate. Like, you know, I, I was really unsure with him coming out of LSU. I liked watching him at LSU, I was like, oh, this dude, you know, he's he's fiery. He can freaking lead a team. But he's done nothing but be solid in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, his season stats, he's 12. He's got 2,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. Five interceptions for a rookie on a not-so-good football team. Uh, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. On a terrible football team with no running game, you know, whatsoever. And, uh... Dude, I don't know if the Bengals had the first overall pick this year that they would trade Joe Burrow for freaking Trevor Lawrence. I would. Yeah, uh, and to be honest, if you look at their record, even though it's losing, they haven't lost by much in any game besides Baltimore. Yeah. Well, and you know, they've been competitive in every single game. He's the game that they lost last week versus the Browns. I mean, look at it. He marched down the field with a minute and a half left to win the game, and freaking Baker Mayfield comes back and does the exact same thing. Yep. I mean, the worst game it seemed he seemed to play was against Baltimore, which Baltimore has a great defense, and they shut shut teams down once they get a lead with their defense. What week was that? 
That was uh, the 11th. I would have to scroll back. Week five, maybe? Maybe. Week five. Oh, let me see all. Yes, week five. Week five, okay. Yeah, and I believe that was another week that he literally had no running back. I think Mixon didn't even – Joe Mixon, 24 carries for 59 yards. Well, that explains a lot. Yep. Joe Burrow's having to do everything. He's um, putting that entire team on his back. Yeah. So we uh, we both took the loss on that one because they uh, they laid an egg. So we're 2-1. and one. And then you go to the Raiders-Browns game. I thought it was going to be a high-scoring affair. I thought it was going to be back and forth. And then the weather turned to rain, sleet, just – Absolute. It was like forty mile an hour winds with sleep. Yeah, absolutely terrible game for Derek Carr and and, uh, Baker Mayfield due to nasty, nasty conditions. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame quarterbacks at all in that type of game. Kickers were missing kicks. I mean, it was blowing all over the place. It made for a great running back game. Yeah, and I really don't like those type of games. Like, I like the game Kansas City-Denver. Obviously, I'd like a different outcome. In the snow, I like that type of game where it's fun and, you know, people are sliding and slipping around. I don't like it when the wind's blowing the ball so bad that, you know, you can't complete passes. You can't can't complete, you know, a a third and seven when you want to run a screen or run a deep out. Yeah. And the the ball's getting pushed all over the damn field. Yeah, it, it makes her some really boring, ugly football. It, it looks like a uh, a typical Broncos score, sixteen to six. So we are uh, two and two. We both took the L on that one, and then you go to the Colts and the Lions, and dude, the Colts put a you beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, another pretty damn good Allen Bale, Phyllis Rivers. Phyllis had a strong game, and really Stafford played very, very solid. Threw for 330, three touchdowns, one interception. They just had no running game. The leading rusher had 11 yards. That's that's unheard of. Uh, and then Stafford had one carry for 10 yards. It's bad. That's horrible. And where has Swift gone to? He had that one breakout game, and I was like, hell yeah, this kid's going to turn it on, and then six carries, one yard. Yeah, dude, that is terrible. <laughs> dude, the Colts' defense is legit. The Colts yeah, that, are looking pretty solid. Phillip had a, you know, a little bit of a slow start, but for since then, he has just been on a, on a freight train of a, of a year. Where is he at stat-wise? Let me click on his name. See, He's only got a 1,000 yards. 1,800 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. But That's solid for a 39-year-old. Yep. Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, made the Colts somewhat relevant. And, you know, where you lose Andrew Luck, and then the next year you got freaking Phillip Rivers. It, that's not a really bad drop-off, you know, like it could have been. They're still competitive. They could still sneak into the playoffs at, like, 8-8, eight and eight, you know, 9-7, and seven, something yeah. like that. So, uh, no situa- situation, you know, if they could have kept that guy off of his back. No joke, dude. Andrew Luck, the, one of the biggest letdowns of the, uh, you know, more recent draft era. Yeah. So we're both... Could've, go ahead, buddy. Could have been, been a great one. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's sad. Sad to see a dude not even like it anymore. Yep. So we're three and two after that one. We both went Colts, the pack, the Packers, and the Vikings. What in the an egg? We both went Packers, and dude, Aaron Rodgers still threw for three hundred yards, three touchdowns. Jamal Williams gets seventy-five yards on the ground. Kirk Cousins, he is yeah, horrendous. Yeah, he does nothing. But Dalvin Cook shows what a grown man running the ball looks like. I always say, if he's in the game and he's a hundred percent, he's easy to go for a buck twenty or two hundred yards, easy. Yeah, four TDs, a hundred, two hundred twenty-six yeah. yards of total offense. Yeah, the guy is a beast. When he's a one hundred percent, love love watching him play. But maybe it seems like every other game he tweaks something though. That was his thing coming out of Florida State was he was super injury prone. They're like, oh, him and McCaffrey were, you know, the talk of the town. And they're like, oh, Cook has just got so much more injury potential because he has the history of it. But he by far is as talented as McCaffrey. He just oh, yeah. hasn't been on the I would field. Take a, I would take him on Kansas City in a heartbeat. Yeah. Or, yeah. or even if I was a Denver fan, if I was another team. You say we're going to land McCaffrey or Cook. Uh, sign me up. Well, maybe not Cook. We already have one injury-prone running back. Freaking Philip Lindsay comes back after missing six weeks with turf toe. Then he gets concussion his first week back after running for 100 yards on 10 carries. Then he comes back after concussion, has seven carries for 90 yards, and now he has he jammed his turf toe. So the dude might miss another game. Talking about this with a lot of people, I think this is some of the most injury plague season I've ever seen. And don't even get me started on the on the freaking Niners. Who the who the hell are they called the replacements? Is Keanu Reeves playing quarterback tonight? I hope so. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so we both took a loss on the damn Packers. So we're at three and three. And that leads us into the Chiefs and the Jets, and that went exactly according to uh, according to script. Is there anything you want to touch on? There's not even really well, anything to evaluate. Dave Tobe, uh, the special teams coordinator, two weeks in a row, the special teams have come up with huge plays. Uh, the punter making a pass, Townsend, to Byron Pringle, probably one of my favorite plays of the game. Well, and they're just out there, like, Andy Reid is out there playing Madden. Like, he he's literally, he's playing college-style offense. He's taking risks. Doesn't, doesn't care. And then Mahomes, like, I watched the first half pretty close, and I was like, man, Mahomes has not been, you know, like, nothing big happened. Like, nothing was too crazy. It was just kind of routine. It was like watching almost peak Tom Brady, where it was just kind of like, all right, they're marching up and down the field. And then there was a stat, I think in the third quarter, they're like, all right, Mahomes is at 290 yards, like a minute into the third quarter. I was like, what? I know he has three TDs, but he already has 290 yards, and there's a half game left to go. Like, it it just kind of, it was a different style of air offense. I mean, he threw for 400 yards and five TDs, but it was like, you know, it, it just... Different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Uh, the, the underhand toss to, to Kelsey... The, the creative mind of Andy Reid is like, roll this way and then just toss it underhand. Yes, he's playing Madden, dude. And 
Look at their receiving stat line. They had he's one, spread two, the ball three, all four, over the five, field. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys targeted. That is insanity. Yeah. With ten guys catching the ball. And three guys are one guy in a hundred and then two other guys almost at a hundred. Dude, it, it, Hardman, he threw a pass to Hardman. It looked like it went through a jet player, like legit, like teleported through him. It was such a tight window, and he's rolling to his left. It, I, it's a beauty of a pass. Dude, it's insane. If Andy Reid sticks out, and I can't imagine him going anywhere, or maybe just, you know, he wins a couple more Super Bowls, and he's like, all right, I'm happy. With where it at, where I'm at, you know, and uh, I I can't imagine him and Mahomes for the next ten years, and somebody not looking back and being like Andy Reid is now the greatest coach of all time. His he he never had the Tom Brady, you know, like to to work with his whole career. He's just now coming in and getting a phenomenal quarterback. Now, don't get me wrong, Donovan. He had Favre. He had Favre back in the day. Well, yeah, he went to two Super Bowls with Favre. And yep. they had McNabb and was almost in four straight Super Bowls with McNabb. Yep. Um, so he definitely, you know, has had the good quarterbacks. But, dude, him and Mahomes, like, you could not have bred a better quarterback for Andy Reid's system. Just no, ridiculous. No. And the kid is uh, super smart. I've, I've heard it on multiple occasions. He's got a photographic memory, so you show it to him once. He, he understands, he sees it, and he understands it. And he does, he, you know, he said on a, another interview on HBO that he didn't know how to read defenses good. He's just now really starting to figure out. Wait till he's, you know, 10 years or five, six years into his career, how much better he's going to be. Yeah. Well, he checked. Uh, there was a play this last week that. Uh, Check he- Rolex. Uh, no, he came up to the line. I don't know what the check was, but he came up to the line. They were all. It was like a, a single back with twins on one side and a single wide out on the left. And he was under center, and he was he started to do his cadence, and then he's like fifty threes blitz and fifty threes blitz, and he audibles out and checks something and throws a freaking hot route for a forty yard touchdown. I was like, oh, he knew exactly who was blitzing, let alone what play yeah. and who the ball is going to. And the dude is young. Like, he's he's so young, and he's already... That's Peyton Manning-level he's, stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean he's definitely figuring it out. And I, I commend Brett Beach and that coaching staff for not, you know, drafting the guy and not wanting to play him right away. They had Alex Smith, who taught him how to be a professional, to study, to, you know, to work hard. And it's paid off in, in Kansas City's favor. Yeah, yeah, he's got Mike Vick's body with freaking Peyton Manning's brain. And uh, that's about all the Chiefs love that I can give on a single podcast as a Broncos fan. But uh, we both obviously... Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we... Do what? <laughs> what about Travis Kelsey? Get, no, 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 get that guy some no, he, he went freaking huge, too. Um, obviously, we're both 4-3 and three after taking the Chiefs. And then we go to the Rams-Dolphins. I wanted the Dolphins because I thought Tua was going to have a uh, decent showing being his first game with no tape. You went Rams because, I mean, they got Jared Goff, and he's going to throw 300 yards. And it t- who knows what to expect with Tua. And uh, what a no. boring 
first start did literally nothing. He threw for under 100 yards. Yeah, defense definitely came up huge for them. Defense, special teams, I think there was he threw a touchdown, there was a rushing touchdown, I think there was a defensive touchdown, and there was a special teams touchdown. And it was like, this is... Like, I saw the score, and I was like, oh, I wonder how Tua's doing. And I was like, he's completed 12 passes? Like, how the, what an ugly, ugly first start. If we had to yeah, redo I this, really thought the Rams were going to eat him alive with... Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, the the Greek god of Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a, a very weird, weird game. So that makes uh, you four and four, me five and three. You took a took a flyer on the old Dolphins, and um, then you go to Steelers Ravens, and you went Ravens. I went Steelers, bro. And uh, what another! I expected Pittsburgh's defense to be solid, and they were. They picked off Jackson two times. Um, they gave up more rushing yards than you know Pittsburgh normally gives up. Giving up Dobbins had 113. I think Lamar Jackson, what do you have? Like 60, 70? Uh, 67. Yeah, they. Or 65. 65. 65. So they gave up 265 rushing yards. Holy hell. Yeah. yeah, they. That's what I remember. I was like, I was. J.K. Dobbins went nuts. Edwards went nuts. And freaking Dobbins went nuts. And Lamar Jackson did what he normally does. And yeah, Do- Dobbins went for one thirteen. Dude, Lamar Jackson's QBR was twelve point five. Five. Yeah, it's uh, it's horrendous. It, I don't know. I he can't he can't make a touch pass. He can't you know, drop a dime on you. All he's got is the laser. He can't he can't hit open he can't hit open receivers. He just doesn't yeah. make routine plays. That's his problem. Throwing on the run? Like why would you not design play action passes to have him throw on the run every single play? Why or just you... have him do do what they did with freaking uh Jake Plummer in and Denver, just roll him out, roll him out, roll him out. Oh yeah, that's what I hope they do with Drew Locke. That he's way better from on the run too. He like that's all he does is throw the ball on the run. It's at the line stuff, which I really don't like when a quarterback cannot freaking throw the ball and read the defense. It's almost like you have to take away half the field for them to be successful. They can't see the whole field. And if you just get him on the run, get him up against the sideline, that's where he makes his magic happen. Uh, I, I figured he was going to hit a wall, and it was either going to be this year, and he's really hit a wall pretty hard. He hasn't got better in the passing game. Of course, the running, he can do that, but he hasn't progressed as a, a passer, and you're going to have to pass in the NFL. Yeah. Teams have figured him out. They're like, hey, we just yeah. gotta keep contained and freaking, you yeah. know, just make him beat us over the top. Yeah, I've said this a hundred times. Every time I see him play, you can't chase him. You have to corral him. Yep. Freaking keep contained. So that leaves you four and five, and then me six and three. We were heads up this week, too, just in case I had that written at the top. Yeah, we're even. Um,. And then we went Chargers Broncos, and it looked like you were gonna get another one back on me. 
and then Drew Locke decided to show up in the fourth quarter. He wasn't there all game and decided to show up in the fourth quarter. Um, they they got him on the run. They let him stop going up and uh, trying to read the whole field, just like we were talking about. It's the same reason that I don't like Lamar Jackson. I'm Drew Locke won the game. He played amazing. He looked awesome in the fourth quarter. The only reason that's what that really matters, you know, if you come in in the fourth. Well, you got to think the only reason they were in a hole is because he was so bad the first three quarters. And yeah, Justin Justin Herbert's had he's figured he's figuring out the NFL. He's well, yeah, and then the realistically the Chargers did what Chargers do, and they find ways to lose games. I mean, as a Denver fan, am I pumped to see it? Hell yeah. I was so excited to see him march down the field with two minutes. I'm hoping that's the confidence, you know, revitalization. Because last year when you saw Drew Locke playing and doing stuff, you know, he was dancing, doing his goofy white boy dancing, stuff like that. I I haven't seen that this year until he did it in the fourth He's been about business this year. Yeah, well, until he made that fourth quarter comeback, you could just tell. And he did his finger guns. And, you know, the media was like, what are you going to keep, you know, you're going for all these deep shots all the time. Why aren't you coming up and, you know, trying to check down and stuff like that? And he's like, shooters are going to shoot, you know, because he's a big basketball three-point shooter guy and uh, in high school. And he's like, I'm I'm a shooter. I'm going to take my shots. And it's like. If that's not the Brett Favre mentality, yeah. I don't know what is. It's just you have to keep doing more of these things. You have Players to. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna live by the gun. You're gonna die by the gun. Yes. If you want to be a gunslinger, be a gunslinger, bro. But you better uh, come out more times ahead than behind. Yeah. One hundred percent. So you took the old Chargers. I took the Broncos, and I thought I was gonna lose that one. It is four and six to seven and three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a bad week. I had some bad, bad beats. Well, you went solid after that. You went a hundred percent after this one. Um, Saints Bears. You went Saints. I went Bears, and the Bears freaking let me down. That OC Big Dick Neck is uh, might be hitting the bench soon. I don't think so, man. He still threw for yeah. almost three hundred yards. He just couldn't get it done in overtime. I think the biggest problem I, I won't say I shouldn't say bench him, but they you know I've heard whispers about it. But uh offensive line is atrocious. Yeah. Their defense, you know, was solid all game long. You know, because you gotta think overtime's a fifth quarter. And in, in four quarters they put up twenty three. That's respectable as a defense. You should win a game or come really close to it. And obviously they did go into overtime, but if you can keep Especially Drew Brees and the Saints at twenty three, you should yeah. win that game. Yeah, and and the Saints were only I think ball in the air was like six point zero yards per throw. So Kamara had a, a field day with the Bears. Yeah, the dude, the Saints still just do not look good. They're five and two, but they are not going to go very far without Kamara's going to break down. It's it's overuse. It reminds they're, me they're of... They're Thomas back, or the Chiefs and Jamal Charles. Uh, Chiefs and Jamal Charles, the Chiefs and Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes broke each other's carries record in a season. It was like 420. And everybody's like, oh, these guys are awesome. I'm like, yeah, but they're using 
using them twice as much as they need to. You know, they're not going to have long shelf life. And both of them were done after, what, four or five years? But, uh... Yeah, I love, I love watching Kamara play, but they definitely need to get Thomas. And I think Emmanuel Sanders will be back this week. He's finally off the COVID list. Yeah, they need to find a... Uh, take a flyer on a freaking wide receiver. I don't know what wide receiver is out there on free agency with Antonio Brown just getting signed. But you almost have to try, especially with realistic. You know, this is probably Breeze's last year. He has not looked great this year. Maybe he tries it one more time, but they got to get him some more tools. Yeah, um, he. I I think personally he's going to hang it up and he's going to be in the broadcast booth next year calling games. See, and now, it would be fun. As, as Saints front office, if you know that your franchise quarterback, your greatest player you've ever had come through, this is his last year, and they're a good team, but I don't think good enough to win a Super Bowl with the way that they are now. Dude, you trade off some of the future to try to get one last ring. You know? They're not bad enough to get a good quarterback. You go for system. broke. You, you want to yeah. go, bo- go for broke, sell the house, and in the kitchen sink, and Go for it. I agree, man. So uh, you went Saints, I went Bears. You got one back on me. It's five and six, so seven and four. And then we went Niners, Seahawks. We both went Seahawks, and the Seahawks took care of business. They beat the brakes off the Niners. The Niners scored some garbage time points. Yeah, Russell Wilson definitely listened to the media and hit DK Metcalf. Yeah, dude, DK Metcalf is so freaking bad um he's a, he's a bad mama jamma well then who lock it had the, a little bitty all those people went and picked him up on fantasy i'm sure and uh he did next to nothing for for 33 well, yards fantasy fans to the next the, on sunday will be Lockett's day i guarantee it I bet there's a lot of fantasy fans that uh, are trying to do anything they can to get Cook right now with his huge game, four TDs. They're going to trade the farm, and then Cook is going to put up a stinker, get hurt again. That's just, you know, the the art of fantasy sports. Yep. Uh, well, Cook is now with Houston, yeah. Well, they're playing Jacksonville. It could be a, He could burn Jacksonville pretty bad. Freaking Vikings are playing Jacksonville? Is it Cook? Oh, Dalvin Cook. Okay, I was thinking Brandon Cooks. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't care about no Brandon Cooks. Um, well, if you're a fan, like a draft games fan, you could possibly have a big day. That's what we need to do one time is uh, put together, do a, uh, like a build your team of the week. You know yeah. how we were doing like uh, random lists here and there? We'll have to do that at some point. Well, why don't we... we I do it every week. Why don't we just go ahead and do it like next week? Cool. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a couple teams. I got a couple teams going tonight, so. Alright. So Seahawks won eight and four, six and six. Cowboys, Eagles. Um, the Eagles put a hurting on the Cowboys. No surprise there. Cowboys are playing with uh, XFL quarterbacks. Zeke Elliott still looks terrible. Yeah. When uh, looks well, barely I like a player. I, I, you know, they Dallas's defense didn't play half bad. You know, four turnovers caught due to Carson Wentz, two fumbles, two interceptions. Uh, if maybe the Red Rifles, I might, 
I would have might have swung. If that game could have swung uh, Cowboys' direction. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that they were hanging in there. Yeah, that game. That it was so close until the very end. But Danucci trying to be the next Patrick Mahomes with all those sidearm throws. He looked. He's a fish out of water. Yeah, it's a uh, a big change going to the NFL. Even playing the horrible, horrible Eagles, and I cannot believe. They're probably going to win the NFC East, and they are just abysmal. And uh, so we both took the Eagles, got 9-4, and 7-6, and six, and then we got the Bucks and the Giants, and uh, Tom Brady stumbled, stumbled a little bit more with the Giants than I expected. It was a uh, kind of a late comeback. Um, that game goes into overtime if uh, Daniel Jones hits uh, Deion Lewis as soon as he's back turns towards the goal line. Yeah, I That's feel a, like Daniel Jones kind of gave that game away. Yeah, he, he was definitely missing some uh, easy reads and just layup throws for easy points, especially, like I just said, on the two-point conversion. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that gets our final tally at 10-4 and four and 8-6. and six. I jumped up two on you again. That means you got to come back this week, and you're probably going to get it if you go with the Falcons against the Broncos. Because, uh, yeah, the Broncos, uh, they won three out of four, so they're destined to uh, lose another one. We'll do this. I don't want to even want to do the Thursday night game because it is so abysmal for the Niners, but I'm going to go Green Bay. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It just started, so we'll have to do that one first. Yeah. I'm going to do uh, Green Bay as well. Um, then what's our next one is Broncos Falcons. Who you got? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. All day. I'm going Denver. Let's see if they can get back to 500. Um, then you got the Seahawks and the Bills. Go Hawks. I'm going Seahawks as well. I think this could be the game that uh, they get back on track in the Bills' offense, though, because Seattle's defense is so bad. Josh well, Allen could probably, finally bounce back. Yeah, Josh Allen needs a, a big bounce-back game to build that confidence back up. I agree. Um, then you got the Bears and the Titans. You pick first on this one. Going Bears. You go Bears? I have to go Bears, too. Yeah, I uh, I'm just still not impressed with the Titans, man. Their their record is a lot better than what I think that they are, and they're big favorites. They're touchdown favorites in this game. Um, I go. Then you got Colts and the Ravens. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Indy. Their defense is pretty good. Indy, that's a really that's how I was gonna go too. I'm going Colts yeah, I'm a- as well. Okay. Yeah, it's, their defense is good. If they can corral, corral Lamar and crowd the passing lanes, I think they can win. I agree. Um, Panthers, Chiefs. I'm just gonna pencil in Chiefs, and I'm gonna go Chiefs as well. Lions and the Vikings. Well, Matt Stafford, he's on the COVID list, so uh, I'm gonna go Minnesota. Stafford is on the COVID list? Yep. Ooh, that's right. They sent him home. I remember hearing that. I'm going freaking Vikings as well then. Damn it. I was going to go Lions on that one. 
Um, Giants in Washington. Ten. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Washington as well. We got to get something that's different here. What do we got here? Texans and Jaguars. There you go. There's a pick 'em game. What was it? It cut out. Uh, Houston. Damn it. Their defense is terrible in Jacksonville. Uh, I know. That's who I was going with, too. Houston. And then you got Raiders Chargers. I'm going to have to go Chargers. I'm going to go. My gut tells me to go Raiders, but I'm going to go with old Justin Herbert here. I wanted to go Herbert, but you're going with the Chargers. I'm going to go Raiders, but the Raiders have cost me every freaking time that I've went with them, and I hate them with a passion. But uh, I'm still going to do it just to be different because that's the only game we have different so far. And I feel like this next one we're probably going to be on the same page with the Steelers and the Cowboys. Yeah, Steelers uh, in the (laughs) abysmal black hole that is Dallas right now. And I also feel like we're going to be on this next one on the same page, even though their record is pretty damn similar with the Dolphins and the Cards. Did you say Arizona? Did you say Arizona? Arizona, yeah. Yeah. It cuts out every time you're, <laughs> every time you're going to give your answer. It cut out for some reason. I'm, in the, I'm actually in the best room of my house for signal. It's insane. You live inside of a freaking city of almost 200,000. No damn service. That's um, because I live in this damn valley. Yeah, that ain't no freaking joke. So you got the Saints and the Bucks. Uh, give me Tom, Tampa, Tom, TB4 Tom, the GOAT. Bucks. Oh, do I want Drew Brees to win. They pitched a pretty good... The Bucks defense is so solid, though. I'm going with the Bucks as well. No, the Bucks uh, have the number. You, you don't. You don't want to be different. Come on, be no, different. The, the Bucks have the number one overall defense. Last time I looked. They're so, damn good. Their their linebacking core is extremely talented. Yeah, and the Saints have been struggling hardcore against good defenses. I mean, they just played the Bears, and it took overtime to beat them with Nick Foles playing terrible. Oh. You do for don't do remember that they're getting Emmanuel Sanders and I think Thomas is going to play this week too. Bro, Emmanuel Sanders has been averaging two targets a game. It's a lot better game than you think. I love Emmanuel Sanders. He was a Bronco for eight years, but he uh, they they haven't been hitting him as not enough. Man, he's been checking down to Kamara almost every time. Had some pretty big games this year. Who Sanders? He's had a couple. Yeah, he's had a couple, had a couple of 900 yard, uh, 100 yard games, I think, like two of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they were two back-to-back weeks. Yeah, he's, he, well, he finally he was starting to figure out that offense. Yeah. I'm going to go. I think the only game that we picked different was the Raiders and the Chargers. That is two AFC West teams that we both dislike. That is going to be our weak decider. I hate, I'm going to have to cheer for an AFC West team. Yeah, I know, right? I'm trying to go get to my, my league real quick. 
to see how many games Emmanuel Sanders had. Yeah. I gotta, I'll just put, I got Julio Jones going this week, so hopefully he freaking kills. Um, I would not bet on Julio Jones killing. What I would bet on is, I mean, it's not like you can really trade, is Todd Gurley is going to destroy Denver's defense. Denver has lost yeah. all three and four out of their five front five. They they have lost all three of their starting five. Um, with you know, obviously Vaughn Miller and then Shelby Harris also just went on COVID protocol yesterday, so most likely he's going to miss the game. But with um, let me pull up the whole roster. Just with Shelby Harris last week, who with uh. Who is the Chargers' best running back right now? Uh, Justin Jackson. Okay, exactly, right? Has he been killing it this year? Uh, he ran for 89 yards and like a couple catches for 42 yards last, last week. Yeah, no, 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 before that. No. Exactly. He, there, was a, there was another guy playing, but okay, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, week one and two, really really slow picked it up week three with 56 yards and a touchdown and then uh week four he had six catches 93 yards and then week five 12 catches 122 so he's had a couple of decent games yeah i mean he he started slow learning uh sean payton's new offense but or yeah new offense for him but i, I figure once he gets back in the swing of things he'll be all right okay so the todd Gurley thing Last week, the Chargers, who Denver had the number seven overall rushing defense in the league and the number ten overall defense in the league before playing the Chargers last week, they gave Jackson, they let him have 5.2 a carry. Pope, they let him get 6.7 a carry, and Kelly, 4.6. Denver gave up 210 rushing yards, and that was with Shelby Harris, their last remaining starting defensive line, and he just went on COVID protocol. And then obviously Von Miller's out, so they have no. They have one. Bradley Chubb is their only remaining front five, and a team that was already struggling with injury. Like, I bet that uh, Todd Gurley has a big, big game, and I don't know that Julio is going to get the biggest targets this week. But since I said it, he'll probably end up with 250 yards. And three touchdowns. Yeah, that's usually the way it goes. But uh, if I am Atlanta's coach, and I'm super biased, obviously, as a Denver fan, I would run the ball down Denver's throat because they just gave up five yards of carry to the Chargers, who are significantly worse on the ground, and their offensive line is terrible. And uh, they just ran the ball all over Denver. So I bet Gurley goes off. I hope that's wrong, because I hate Todd Gurley, and every time I play him, it sucks. <laughs> I, I hate so Todd I'm, Gurley. I'm hoping for Julio Jones. Oh, see, and that's another good thing, though. Against Julio Jones, you had um, Denver just got their best cornerback back last week, and uh, he is out. Who's, go, who's going down with turf toe? No, he had an injury. He got hit by uh, Kareem Jackson. A.J. Boye is Denver's best corner. And uh, he got hit by Kareem Jackson on his own team. 
in his in concussion protocol. So Denver's going to be missing their best shutdown corner as well. Till day. Yeah. Or or even Calvin Ridley. So they have three pretty good with Michael Ojemudier and uh, Bryce Callahan as the one who stole the ball out of the end zone on that touchdown and pulled it out of Mike Evans' hands when Mike Evans is like eight inches taller. So I don't know that they're going to be super horrible off, but Julio Jones makes a lot of people look really bad. Yeah, the guy is a. Uh... Uh, genetic beast and uh, just a great, a great football player. Yeah, he's he's a beast. When he's one, when he's one hundred percent, he's a he's a he's a problem. Yeah. So I would pay attention if you were doing your fantasy team and make sure AJ Boye. It's B O U Y E. Watch that injury report. See if he's gonna play. Because if he's gonna play, Johnson or um, Julio's numbers are gonna be lesser. But if he's not, Julio is gonna. East. Another guy to look out for, obviously, uh, Slayton might be a pretty good pick, too, from the Giants. Um, Slayton, Slayton, Slayton. He, yeah, he had, he had a sneaky, quiet game again last week, but he's he started picking it up at the end of the game. Yeah, against Darius the Slayton. Bucks, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and then uh, Josh Jacobs, too, from the Raiders. Not a Raiders fan, but I, I base my my fantasy strategy off, off of touches and uh, opportunity and targets, especially with running backs. If he gets t- at least 20 touches running the ball and at least two or three catches out of the backfield. I would say that's really safe because he uh... – he Denver gashed freaking San Diego's uh, line. You know, freaking Philip Lindsay had. I mean, they struggled for a little bit, but once Philip Lindsay opened the floodgates, he had 90 yards on like seven carries. He went out with 12 something yards of carry. So that's Just, definitely uh, Justin Jackson. He had 17 carries last week, 89 yards, three catches for 53 yards on five targets. So. And it, I'm thinking I'm 100 percent sure he's going to get all the workload against the Raiders this week. So I, I would see, see a little bit of the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought you said Josh taking, Jackson. I thought you were no, talking about the Raiders running back. No. And then I'm taking a, a risk on uh, Chase Claypool against Dallas. Is he a big money pick? I'm thinking Josh Jacobs, not Josh. Uh, I would Josh Jacobs would be a really smart play because, like I just said, the Raiders oh, I, or the Chargers I have got Josh, gashed. I have Josh Jacobs in there. Okay, I was gonna say the Raiders got gashed by Philip Lindsay and uh, Jacobs, even though they only put up 16 points. He had 130 yards. Him in the game. Uh, I'm taking. I almost want to take Juju, but I'm gonna stick with Claypool. Who? And I was smart. The Steelers I smart, uh, yeah, the Steelers playing Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. That's an everyday start. That's free money. Yeah, he's and he's he's not he's inexpensive at fifty seven hundred. Now we're getting into a whole fantasy football podcast here, but I like it. Yeah, I would say that's a good play. But uh, yeah, man, we'll put together some teams or whatever, and maybe do uh, a little bit of fantasy on here if people want it. If not, then 
We won't ever do it again. Whatever. I don't care. Um, but yeah, man, I'll let you get back to watching the game and I'll go eat some dinner and watch the game as well. All right, brother. Have a good night. Tell the fam I said hi. Absolutely, buddy. Take care. All right. Bye bye. All right, guys. That is the week eight wrap up, move the sticks, whatever you want to call it. Like it, share it, subscribe. Um, enjoy it. Like it, share it, enjoy it. That's the normal. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it.